Hungry Howie's knows there's nothing better than pepperoni pizza, but the question is, which pepperoni reigns supreme? Now, you got the crispy, classic cupped pepperoni, you know, the satellite dishes, big fan. But why choose one when you get both? They got a pepperoni duo coming up. See, this is more up my alley right here. Pepperoni duo, you're getting the classic cup pepperoni, plus the original, plus 100% real cheese, unlike a lot of these other places around town. Get a large pepperoni duo, $9.99, only at Hungry Howie's. You realize we spend a third of our life sleeping? I know, stuck in traffic was a good guess, too. But now that you know you sleep so much, why aren't you sleeping on the most comfortable mattress arguably made in America? A brand new iComfort Eco by Serta. It's supportive and designed to keep you cool, comfortable, and feeling restored. Or check out Serta's perfect sleeper for pressure-relieving comfort and support while maintaining a balanced temperature. Serta mattresses made right here in Michigan, and they have been for over 110 years. Go to Serta.com. Find a retailer near you. That's Serta.com. It's Cash the Ticket presented by FanDuel. Rate, review, subscribe. Mike is not here to yell at you about the YouTube, but yes, check out our YouTube channel. Evan's posting a bunch of content on that. Uh, Mike is out today. He is sick. I mean, so am I, but he's actually sick. Uh, He is going to gut it out, going to work from home and and do his show later on today on the ticket. But I said, don't worry about the podcast. We'll get you back when we get you back. But I don't start mornings for a couple weeks. I, I need the outlet today. I need to talk about this. We'll do a record recap. I'll, I'll talk about the AFC game, but the NFC game, I am still not over. I don't know if I will ever be over it, just being fully transparent. I don't know that I will ever be over what happened. Three-score lead to go to the fucking Super Bowl. And I know I'll reflect back on the season, and there's a bunch of good, and this was a big step forward in the best Lions season of my life. But when you get that close to the Super Bowl, when you can taste it and you blow it that way, I just... I will never be over it. Never. I wish I could bottle up how I was feeling during that first half and keep it forever. It was ecstasy. It was everything as a sports fan. The Lions are playing for a spot in the Super Bowl. I've waited my whole life for this. They're always losers. Not now. Things are different. This is a shot at the Super Bowl. And in that first half, they're running seven yards a pop, 150 yards, a little J-Mo, 42-yard touchdown, Montgomery touchdown, Gibbs touchdown. Three guys ran for more yards than Christian McCaffrey in the first half. Panay Sewell's obliterating the best linebacker in football at the second level. Anything they wanted, they were getting it. This was their spot. Third down and forever. Not once, not twice. Five different third and long conversions in the first half. This was it. Kyle Shanahan, oh, he's going to turtle again. They, they don't win when they get down. They're not built to come back. It's Mr. Irrelevant on the other side. Kyle Shanahan, as a Niners coach, 2-29 and 29 when trailing by 14 or more at any point in the game. Lions are up 17, three full scores. I don't think I'm a bad fan for starting to think about the Super Bowl. I know you got to play four quarters. Everything was going perfectly. You don't lose that game because the way you win it, you just go right back to the ground game and you put them away. You can't lose that game. It doesn't make sense that they lost that game. Let's get into how they lost it, though, because Dan Campbell's getting heat today. And I'll just say this. I called him reckless for the Dallas game, the fourth and goal from the seven, the two-point try. I'm not calling him reckless today. See, if you're one of these people that loves Dan Campbell 
and what he's about and what he does, they got to the NFC title game on fourth and short calculated decisions, aggressive decisions on fourth and short. They got a top five offense. They're on the road. This is another juggernaut on the other side. You don't go on the road and kick field goals against the top offense. You don't. It's fourth and two. It's fourth and three. You're playing with a lead, and I know another kick puts you up three scores or a kick may tie it late. Those 45 and 48-yard field goals aren't gimmies, and your offense has done this all year. I stayed up last night. I couldn't go to sleep, and I, I dug into it. Hand counting, fourth and three or less in enemy territory. Lions went 18 of 21 this season. 18 of 21. Fourth and three, go out swinging. This is who you are. It's what you do. I don't want him to dial it back. I don't want him to turtle. I want him to be himself. I'm not going to criticize him for those decisions. Has he flown off the handle before? Yes. He'll go YOLO sometimes. That wasn't last night. I hate the characterization that, oh, Dan Campbell, he lost the game. What lost the game is Josh Reynolds dropping the ball on one of the fourth downs and another key third down. It's Jameer Gibbs fumbling a handoff. It's a ball that bounces off a fucking face mask on a 51-yard play to Brandon Ayuk. It's not running the ball in the second half. 34 yards. How? How? Solve the equation. Team A is up two scores. Three scores. But two scores for a good chunk of that second half. Team has ample chances to put the game away or get back in the game or win the game. They are running the ball. They're a dominant running team. The better O-line. They're punching people in the mouth. How does Team A up several scores run for 34 yards in the second half? And the other thing is you can't tackle Mr. Irrelevant. And I'm sorry, he's not Michael Vick. He's not even Vanilla Vick. How do you not get him down? Just enough to keep the play alive. Right? I'm, not, I'm not singing Birdie's praises today. Lions should have won that game. They had so many chances, and they blew it collectively. But I'm not putting this on Dan Campbell's shoulders. If you're into the analytics stuff or the, the win expectancy stuff, and I, I don't roll your eyes if you don't like this stuff, but the play that was the single most detrimental in the game was the Jameer Gibbs fumble. Lions had the ball and the lead, getting right back to the ground game, and he coughs it up. Never really had the handoff. That play was the single most detrimental play, followed by the Brandon Ayuk play, followed by Josh Reynolds dropping the ball on the fourth and two. It's who they are. And I, I know the argument has been made about momentum. Momentum is real. You can't quantify momentum. It's Analytics don't consider momentum. I agree momentum's real. If you have a beating heart, if you watch games, you can feel stress levels change. You can feel a shift. When they passed up the fourth and two, a 45-yard field goal, and they didn't get it, there is a shift. I'm not denying that. But the momentum isn't one play. Momentum is a series of plays, and if you bow up the way the Lions had all season, you could overcome one mistake. 51-yard Brandon Ayuk, you could overcome that mistake. You just can't have Jameer Gibbs fumble on top of it and Josh Reynolds drop another ball, and then the inability to tackle and the inability to get the ground game going again. All of that is what shifts momentum, not a single decision. So I I do not share this, this casual low-hanging fruit blaming of Dan Campbell today. Campbell also talked about the future, and I do think the future's bright, but he gave a harsh reality after the game, and I think it's it's part of what makes this so tough for me too and why I don't know that I'll ever get over it. I mean, some of it will depend on what happens moving forward. But Campbell, let's I want to read you the quote and pull it up here. 
He said, I told those guys this may have been our only shot. Do I think that? No. Do I believe that? No. However, I know how hard it is to get here. It'll be twice as hard to get back to this point. That quote has made the rounds too. This may have been our only shot. How can you say that? This team's young. The Lions core guys, I get it. They're on rookie deals. Panay Sewell and Aiden Hutchinson and Amon Ross St. Brown, Laporta, Gibbs. A lot of this guy, a lot of this nucleus is is young. They'll get better. They're affordable. Lions got $58 million in cap space. All their draft picks. Holmes, Brad Holmes, what a draft guru. But retaining your own guys is going to eat up the cap space moving forward. Not immediately, but this, this, this is not for long. The NFL. Ben Johnson will leave. The schedule gets tougher. You play a first-place schedule. You might not get multiple home playoff games in a postseason. Dan Campbell's right. The NFC North's getting tougher. You're not going to sneak up on anybody. Lions were remarkably healthy. Right, look at all these teams in the AFC that lost a quarterback this season and the drop-off at that position. Can you keep a deep team once you start paying your key guys? I think they got the GM to do it, but it's such an unknown. And how about this offensive line that is instrumental? The biggest reason this team won 12 games, two playoff games. They were kicking people's ass in the playoffs. How many good years does Taylor Decker have? He's part of the old guard. I'm not putting him in a retirement home, but... It's a brutal position. His play already dipped a little bit. He's not a franchise left tackle. How many more years is he dominant? Let's be nice. Let's say it's two. Frank Ragnow, what's going to happen with him? He's a tough son of a bitch. How many more years before his body just gives out? He's playing with inoperable toes and sprained ankles and sprained this and broken this. and Let's give him a couple more years. But this isn't like an endless pathway where they're going to be back again and again and again and again, and it's promised. It's not. Does the O-line hold up? Do you have any catastrophic injuries? How do you replace a great play caller in Ben Johnson? Ask the Eagles. The Eagles made one championship, won the Super Bowl, tore the whole damn team down again before they got back. And and that is not the norm. There's The NFL is littered with teams that thought they were just getting started that never made it back. So am I telling you they won't be back? No. No. I, I can't think that way. I don't think that way. But the harsh reality is it it may have been the best chance that they ever have to win a Super Bowl. The NBA playoffs are underway, and you want to get to the game? Me too, but I'm a Pistons fan. Let me live through you. Get your tickets with Game Time. Game Time's an authorized ticket marketplace of the NBA, which means you're getting your playoff tickets even faster. Prices on Game Time actually go down closer to tip-off. Save up to 60% buy-in last minute for sports, concerts, comedy, whatever. Like, let's look at the Denver Nuggets. Reigning champs, hot ticket. You click on the uh, the game in the app. Flash deals, under 300 bucks. Yellow lightning bolt, it stands out. Red fire emoji, cheapest seat, 115 bucks, And that's all-in pricing. That's no surprise fees at checkout. I've used game time to buy Red Wings tickets. Nothing better than going to a baseball game day of. Boom, boom, you click in, easy to navigate. Take the guesswork out of buying NBA tickets with game time. Download the game time app and create an account. Use that code CASH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem the code Cash, C-A-S-H, for $20 off. Download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's do record recap, talk about the AFC title game. I went 2-1, and one, Mike went 1-2, and two, we got slaughtered in props. Uh, the games, Mike had the Ravens laying 3.5, I had the Ravens laying 3.5. Mike had the first half, Ravens laying 2.5, we both had the under in the AFC title game. I had the Lions plus 7.5, woo, they covered. Any other week, I'd feel great about it. Um, the AFC title game. I made the cap for Mahomes, and I just didn't stick with it, right? Mahomes is an underdog, 9-1-1. It's an emergency. You have to bet him. And the line moved to four and a half and at five some places. And and we had a real conversation leading up to that game because we were doing the tailgate show, Mike and I with Rico. Mahomes, are we missing this? Are we missing this? And immediately you realized, oh, yeah, this is going to be how it goes. Mahomes back in another Super Bowl. But Mahomes shouldn't be the headline. I know Mike would argue the headline is Lamar choking. If, if he was here, that's where this would go. And I can't really deny it. But I think the headline for Kansas City is this defense. All year, number two in the NFL. Chris Jones in the middle of that defense. Young players around him. Spagnola with the blitz package from the DB level, the secondary level. This is a really good defense. They forced three turnovers in the game. They held Baltimore to 10 points, three in the second half. Kansas City's defense is the biggest reason they're playing in this Super Bowl. This is the best defense Mahomes has had. And now you're telling me lower scores. They aren't going to score in the 30s and 40s very often anymore. But you're telling me lower score, multiple possessions, Mahomes find a way. Not to do a Super Bowl preview. I'll wait till Mike's back. But, man, how do you bet against this guy? How many more examples do we need? But let's have the Lamar conversation. I won't do it justice the way that Mike would. Um, but how do you defend this guy? He's going to be a multiple-time MVP award winner, but it's indefensible. In big games, rinse, repeat, this is Lamar. He coughs up a ball in the first half when Kansas City had, they were going score for score. He fumbles. Late in the game, triple coverage. He throws it anyway. Why? I don't know. I, I can't explain that. How does one of the most dynamic players in football who has matured in the pocket, right? That's the whole thing. How does he throw that ball into triple coverage? And then Zay Flowers ends up with a fumble near the goal line in the game, three turnovers for the Ravens. But Lamar is such a big part of that offense, right? Right? He's dangerous. He's not just a passer, not just a runner. He's both. He makes up a huge chunk of that Ravens offense. So then he gets a huge chunk of blame. And I know it can be lazy to just blame the quarterback, but he is the biggest part of that football team by design that's the Lamar thing that he will not escape 
We could talk about the team, too, though, because I thought several things jumped out. Baltimore abandoning the run being kind of the headline to me. Nine carries in the first half, seven in the second. Guys, this is a one-score game. This is a close football game. It's low scoring. You don't abandon the run. San Francisco didn't abandon the run. One of several reasons that they ended up coming back and winning. But Baltimore, I, I don't understand this. Kansas City can be run on. How does Gus Edwards not end up with 10, 12 carries? And another 8-10 to 10 for Justice Hill. And Dalvin Cook had eight carries in the previous game. How does he not get a couple runs? Just a meltdown, an abandoning of your principles. No run game for Baltimore in that spot with that matchup. And then the other thing, the Ravens. They don't want to blitz Mahomes, and, and I, I get why. It's typically not a winning formula. But you let him get two touchdowns before you start sending some extra guys. A little too, little too late. Instead, they're giving these cushions, these, these shorter throws, and I think everybody has tried to counter Mahomes by saying, we're not going to let you make the big play. We're going to make you nickel and dime. We're going to take a home run hitter in baseball and make him a singles hitter, and we're going to hope he gets so undisciplined, so so Josh Allen-y that he makes the big mistake. And Mahomes isn't. Mahomes will go, all right, six yards here, eight yards here, four yards here, a little bit, bit, boop, up and down the field. Started 13 of 14. I think it was 20 of 25 in the first half, 30 of 39. Boop, boop, boop. Didn't even throw for 250 yards. I'll take what you give me. There's no ego here. I'm going to win, and I'm going to do it one way or another. I can't believe I missed out on the opportunity to bet on him. Kicking myself. I will not make that mistake again. I have not looked at the line. Uh, I want to wait till we get Mike on. We'll try to do a mailbag this week. We've been kind of pushing those to midweek. So this is a call to you. Get your questions in. Cash the ticket. Podcast at gmail.com. Some of you guys have messaged me on Twitter, and I don't mind getting back to you. But the best way for this podcast, just so I can organize it all, cash the ticket podcast at gmail.com. Remember it. Tell your friends. That's going to be the way to do it. We'll do those even beyond football season. And we got plenty of college hoop stuff in the hopper, pushing for the tournament, a system that's not a system. It's going to be a bigger part of what we do moving forward. We'll be talking Super Bowl, notifications on. I don't know how Mike's going to be feeling, but I'd imagine we get a podcast done in the next day or two with him on it, previewing the Super Bowl. And and I do want his reaction to Lamar. And, and he and I should have a conversation about the Lions in San Francisco. And let's just wrap there. More stuff coming. It's Cash the Ticket.